Hello and welcome to the Don Father, the Essendon. <laughs> oh, I fucked it up already. <laughs> the family podcast about the Essendon Football Club. Oh, no, Matthew. And you've got it right. <laughs> we have we, we've turned a corner on this show. We've got a new host. The previous host, he has self-admitted himself into palliative care. With um, the man flu. Well, all reports he is on his deathbed, been shot down by uh, the common cold. Um, so it's just us three. But uh, I couldn't be more excited because I think this is where this show, we've been sort of flatlining for a little bit. Now it's time to turn around. Now it's time to pick up, sort of scalp new heights, just like the Bombers. So 100%. Amen. I got a bit of a song. You know, what's that song? Young Hearts Run Free. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the time. The Don Father is just about to find its feet. Well, I actually just got a text from Nick, and he said, uh, two of you, two of you are imbeciles. One of you is a genius. That Don't tell who is me. Can't it... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the genius, and you two oh, are the of imbeciles. Well, I think the whole point was we were supposed to debate who is the, the two imbeciles, who's the genius. Oh, radio. I think uh, well, I've already no de- said, so there's no debate. I'm not sure that's how it works, but anyway. But anyway, we'll we'll move on. The fans don't want to hear us bigger, do they? They do not. Although um, a bit of healthy bickering but, never hurt anyone. No, you're right, and uh, I suppose we, we should probably identify who is on the show. So you've got myself, Matt. I'm stepping in as as host. Watch out! You're um, about to take the mantle. Nick will be redundant. Yeah, like an Eddie Maguire type, real fiery, doing too much of everything, too many fingers at every <laughs> pie. Uh, never wants to take on another opinion. And uh, yourself, Laura. Yes, I'm here. And then we have uh, the fans actually requested the fan favorite. Uh, fan favorite couldn't uh-huh. tell. Yeah, you know, is probably can't tell the difference between like a football and a rugby ball and, and, and how the game actually. I'm not that bad. <laughs> Come on. But uh, Daniela, it's good to have you back, the media manager. Thanks, Maddie. Nice to be here. Uh, before we get started, should we, you know, do the? Uh, we normally do the, uh, you know, the rounds of followers on such and such social media account. Uh, should we do it at the start just to mix it get up, fresh in people's minds? Come on, oh, media sure. manager, let's go. All right. Well, I'll remind you again at the end. But you can find us on Instagram at the Don Father Pod, or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And um, we actually got a really good review, Maddie, from one three-meter Peter. Um, so that was nice to see. Hopefully we can get a few more on there. I'd love to know who three-meter Peter is. Identify yourself, yeah. please, on our socials. <laughs> is, it, is there any way that um, someone could email in? Uh, yeah, they can message us uh, through Instagram. Direct message. Okay, yeah. yeah well, I'd, I'd love to speak to three-meter Peter because I actually thought uh, I, funny story. I actually thought it was was Nicholas, and he just made a burner account and was writing us reviews just to make us look bigger than what we are. And then I go in to see him. Obviously, Nick's a Cairo, and I went in to see him for a bit of a, an adjustment. And he asked me, "Oh, are you are you three meter Peter?" Yeah, he thought it was said, you. Yeah, and I said, "No, I thought it was you." <laughs> oh my gosh, so, it's an actual legit review. Like someone listened to the show. Yeah. Yes, yes, and left a, a stunning review. So thank you very much, uh, three meter Peter. Wherever you are, uh, but pl- yeah, please get in touch of it. Whether it's one of the uh, Facebook uh, social media posts or um, Instagram or um, 
uh, hopefully you've come across us on one of those two platforms. Um, and, and flick us a comment, let it, give us a message, let us know who you are because we'd love to. Uh, we'd love to. I think you're a, a first number one ticket holder. Although they, so. <laughs> they could be like completely ashamed of the fact that they listen to this podcast, so maybe they don't want to identify themselves. And hence <laughs> the nickname Three Meter Peter. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, that's not. That's, no. that's a bit harsh. I mean, guys, <laughs> we've got to like look at all the avenues. No. Yeah. No. Well, no. he's a true. you're um. Your partner is a, a Peter. There's a yeah. three meter indicated of. <laughs> what you think he's the three meter Peter? Oh, he could be. I, I don't know what. Uh... That thought did cross my mind. He, does, he doesn't even follow the footy club that he says he supports. So um, <laughs> I highly doubt that he's he's leaving us reviews. We won't mention that. You never know. He supports. Never know what he gets up to. Because uh, you sort of get home from work at five thirty. He finished up at. 3.30, is it? Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's yeah, driving yeah. out to Glen Waverley, so he might be um, listening on the way, listening to our dulcet tones, um, and he might be a fan. You never know. Well, never yeah, know. hopefully he's pulled over, key out of the ignition uh, in park yes. and, and totally, uh, totally law-abiding. He would hope to. Um, but anyway, I think we should probably get started move on to the uh the sunday game hey i like a bit of bickery at the start i reckon nick nick always just gets straight <laughs> oh, into the game i know serious like we need to we need to warm the people up a little bit need a bit of banter before we get into the serious stuff i know because you can't just like get into it straight away your brain's not ready yet i find no it. i totally agree but uh i think after what i saw on the weekend it wasn't uh wasn't much to really for us to gloat and review about here i, I think it was a bit of a I'm probably happier to, to, to bicker here and, and talk garbage and than uh, talk about what happened on Sunday. It was a pretty boring game, to be honest. Like, I was actually at the ground and there was zero atmosphere. Boring. Yeah, it was really boring. For the first three quarters, there was zero atmosphere. Um, it, was, it wasn't that exciting, if I'm honest. Well, is that because there wasn't, like, the crowd wasn't big or what? I was watching it at home, so I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I think there was only about 26,000 there, but the, there was not much crowd noise and the first three or definitely the first half, they just looked a little bit lacklustre, really. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I think um, – and you look at the scoreline as well, 68 to 61, mm-hmm. uh, and, and in comparison to the scores of, of – you know, most other games this year, that's a pretty low-scoring affair. And, and, and full credit to, to Frio, I thought they defended us really well and forced us to play sort of like a whoosher game style. So mm. I think, and we'll, we'll obviously get into that a, a little bit uh, later. But do you think the one, I've, I've got a theory that the, the one t- playing at like under the roof with a yellow ball at a one ten pm time slot on a Sunday flattens the mood. And, and my my theory for this is that it's Sunday. There would be a lot in the crowd who have tipped a few back on the Saturday night, well, had to get up a little bit earlier to make their way into Etihad. And instead of being out in the sunshine and, and, you know, the blue skies and everything like that, you feel like you're at a night game. So it's sort of – you sort of feel like I'm ready for bed. It's funny it's that Sunday you mentioned that, of- Maddie, because I had the pleasure of sitting next to your brother for the game and he was very, very, very dusty. Like, could barely keep his eyes open. So I feel like I feel like your theory is correct. He'd had a huge night. Um, 
downed a few and was not up and about at all. Um, like I said, barely keeping his eyes open for the game. So I think he could be onto something there. Yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll need, um, I don't know how many other uh, Sunday uh, one ten pm uh, time slots we have, but really disappointed that, and this is more of a general football observation, and we'll get into more nitty-gritty of Essendon soon, but really disappointed we don't have red footy games anymore. Mm. Like it's, it's, I can't remember the last time. And obviously, we didn't, we didn't get the opportunity to go. Oh, it was actually probably round one last year when we played Freo um, in this time slot. It might have been a Saturday afternoon. It was the last time I saw Essendon play with a, a red ball. And I, I could be wrong. No, it's, funny, a... it's funny you say that because I was watching a game on the TV the other week or I just, you know, caught a bit of it and it was a red ball. And I remember thinking, oh, that's really weird. Like I forgot that they played with a red ball because I think, yeah, the Bombers rarely do. They've always got the yellow one. I like the yellow one. Yeah, but I just like the traditional, like, you know, live footy. Uh, I suppose part of me, you know, that's, you know, why you go and watch community sport is you get that sort of traditional feel about it. But I really miss going to a game, open roof, sunny day, and and it's a it's a red ball affair, not the yellow ball. And from memory against Carlton and against Collingwood, we had the yellow ball. So uh, given it was a bit of a later start on a Sunday, but... um. Yeah, yeah, no, very right, and I think this review will be be pretty short this week. Given, <laughs> I don't think we. I went to watch a replay, and it was, I didn't get too far in because it was just that flat and boring uh, that I wanted to move on pretty quickly. So it literally took to the last quarter before there was any heat or any excited, any excitement. Yeah, I was say the last quarter was pretty fun. Wow. Yeah, of course it was tight, but it was it was scrappy. It wasn't exciting. It was just scrappy. Um. Mm. Yeah, but I think um, yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> lost your train of thought. It's it's good. Yeah, I did there. You just sort of <laughs> lost. Me. But yeah, no. It's, look, it's good to be on the end of uh, having a bit of a flat day and still come away with four points. So you'll take it. You'll take the chocolates. Exactly. Um, but unless anyone has anything else to add, I think we'll head to a short break. Sure. Why not? And then unless Daniela, did you want to add something there? Um, no, you guys pretty much covered it. I mean, I was watching with, um, with Kai. So Kai was yelling at the TV. He was trying to distract them through the TV, actually. Year old son. So yeah, he was trying to distract them through the TV, the Freo players, so they couldn't kick straight. So uh, well, it appeared it worked. (laughs) Um, but yeah, well, actually, oh, I was going to say another story there. Maybe we'll save it for another time. (laughs) So we'll head to a break. We'll come back and see you on the other side. And we're back. So obviously, before the break, we delved slightly into the uh, Essendon Freo game, but didn't get uh, too nitty gritty because we'll save it for now. I'd love to grab everyone's likes and dislikes from the game, oh. uh, and then also I want to hear your story as well. As well, as well but... Sorry, I want to hear your story. Sounded like it was going to be a good one. Oh, not much of a story. I thought it was just the you know you obviously speak about Kai who oh, yeah. is. Uh, obviously, your son, but uh, he makes me a a godfather or a donfather. Oh, yes, he does. If, if you would, he so, definitely well, does. Based on your selection there, so 
Um, good to be in the 22, I suppose. <laughs> Don the, the, <laughs> the jumper. But, uh, so not much, of a, not much of a story. Just a but, little anecdote. Um, yeah, a little anecdote. You Love know, it. Just to sweeten it up a little bit. But Laura, you seem to have a little, <sighs> did you have a like on the end of your tongue there? Or oh my God, I do just... have a like. I'm a little bit outside the box, actually. Um, and yeah. the message went around the group from one Nick G trying to claim that it was his, but I will take the, the credit for it. Um, Aaron Francis's hair, let me tell you. From the top, shiny, isn't it? from the second level, it was so shiny, um, and just with the like, well, not the sunlight because the roof was closed, but whatever light was reflecting off that shiny mane, um, could not stop looking at it. So that would be my number one like from the game, actually. Oh, I got to Google just that. Just Francis's hair. It was so shiny, so shiny. I cut like you know, yeah. as a as a female with um, blonde hair that can be quite dry sometimes. I did have hair envy. So that was my number one. But I do have some footy likes, actually. Coming from an Italian family where men with greasy hair isn't all that uncommon, I would have thought that <laughs> perhaps you'd feel the other way about her. No, it wasn't greasy, yeah. though. It was shiny. Like as he was running and you could just see it like moving in the breeze, it was so silky and shiny. There's a difference, Maddie. There's definitely a difference. Definitely a difference. Glistening. It's all in the It shampoo. was glistening. It definitely was. Yeah, right. Well, can you give us a bit of an insight? Like, what would make your hair shiny? Could, what, what, what is it? Well, firstly, probably the fact that it's probably never been dyed makes it shiny. Um, and maybe the shampoo. It's healthy. It's healthy. Mm. Yeah, the shampoo. There you go. Do we, do we have an official shampoo sponsor? Might need to I look reckon we could that. get one. Head and shoulders, yeah. VO5. Um, that actually... Uh, Defeated my dandruff back when I was about twelve years old. So, um, if, if, if Head and Shoulders are looking to sponsor a, uh, a small town family show, hey, we've got one for you. Hit but um, is that your only like for the game, no, no, no. Aaron? Aaron, Aaron Francis. Franger Francis. Is Imagine it was. Um, no, no, no. I feel like so. Last week uh, we spoke a little bit about how when Merritt copped it behind the ball, there was no real. Um, rough and tumble from the Bombers. They kind of just allowed it to happen and didn't stand up for him. So what we saw this week against Fremantle was a bit of heart, a bit of fight. So I think it was Nick Hind near the forward line that copped a late hit and um, the boys kind of stood up and went and defended him. And there were a few instances like that through the game that we saw, which I thought was a real positive, um, especially as compared to last week. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I agree. I think it was even um, we saw Andrew McGrath just go and stick. I think that's, Merrick that's got the one behind the ball. Of, yeah, and, McGrath. And McGrath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, I think you know it speaks volume. Um, I mean, we, we speak about it every week, but just reiterates the point about the the culture that's building within the group. Mm. Um, and you know, it, it further confirms our suspicion of, of such a togetherness. Um, and, you know, it's quite fitting that it's Zach Merritt, who is our superstar, that uh, could be on the brink of, of you know, seeking uh, other opportunities at other clubs. Um, certainly doesn't help. Uh, doesn't, um, what's the opposite to help? <laughs> certainly yeah. doesn't make, make the situation any worse for us. That's right, yeah. Uh, in terms of keeping him on board. So, they were actually um, you know, talking about that last night on um, Footy Classified and they were talking about how, 
Ben Rutten um, got up in his press conference and was sort of saying that the there was a lot of things happening behind the ball and um, the umpiring and that kind of stuff. And the the comment, not the commentators, like Lloydie and um, Kane Corns were sort of saying, oh, that they think it's a bit of a, not a stunt, but defending him in the media and talking about how he's being unfairly treated is kind of part of the ploy to really get him to stick around. Which I don't think it is so much that, but that's kind of, that was their take on it. But I think, you know, the fact that they're, that he's copying it and they're really standing up kind of shows as a team that they're behind him and they've got his back. Yeah, but, I, you know, I don't I don't think he's getting special treatment there. Like I'm, mm. I would hope Truck would do that for anyone. And I think that's why you look at um, Richmond and I think that's why, you know, players love playing at Richmond and why a lot of players will, will take pay cuts just to stay at Richmond mm. and why so many fans are, are so uh, one-eyed and loyal to Richmond is because it is a an us v you uh, mentality, and and uh, I mean you look at the Shy Bolton Daniel Rioli situation where uh, Dimmer did nothing but you know absolutely went into uh, into to battle for his boys on the on the media front. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's a you know that that's just exhibit A as to why players want to stay there because they know they'll get supported and they know that so long as they they put in their effort week to week and and look towards striving the club to a better place, they're going to get supported from their coach, um, both on field and and off the field as well. So, um, but yes, certainly, yeah, I think that does help um, someone like a merit. And we've got a lot of others who had a contract at the end of this season as well. But, you know, it's, I think further to that, it's actually about building a really great culture and a really sort of um, tribal culture that like once you're in you're, you're a part of us and we'll back you to the hills so For sure and um, yeah and I think that probably can move on to another like actually and you this was one of your likes from a few weeks back but I feel like even more so it's starting to come through that truck I really he's one of my big likes you know standing up there and actually even having an opinion in front of the media whereas Worsfold would just kind of he just gave really wishy-washy non-answers and kind of didn't really take a stand on anything. And I really like that Truck will stand up for the players and will defend them or say if he thinks that something's not quite right. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, Truck and Busher, they're obviously at two different points of their coaching career mm-hmm. in that, you know, Truck is looking to establish himself and, and sort of find his... Uh, tribe I suppose in terms of him as a coach uh, and this is obviously his first big opportunity um, Wusha was obviously you know he's been a, a very big part of West Coast for so long um, both as captain and coach yeah was he captain for uh, yeah, yeah I think he was a premiership captain wasn't he or premiership yeah. coach or both yeah either one probably I, oh, he's definitely premiership coach it's beyond my time as to whether he was premiership captain or not although that does seem to be I'll, I'll right. find but out he was at least captain for for some captain for some uh, period of time. Um, so I feel like, you know, and then he was obviously at Adelaide as well in a sort of director of coaching role. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, coming, him coming into Essendon, it was more of a a job rather than, a and, and I don't know because I, I don't know behind the scenes, but they're at very different stages of their career where mm-hmm. Wish is probably looking just something to finish off his, his career in, in football in terms of head coaching and that sort of level of responsibility. 
Whereas Rutten is probably the other end of that and, and looking to establish himself. So Yeah, and I, um, I guess he probably also came in knowing that he was never going to have success at the Essendon Football Club as a coach and he was filling a role as in like, yeah, to rebuild after the supplement saga and then just to fill that role in the meantime. So he was never really going to be a premiership coach of the Essendon Football Club. Um, and I wonder if that kind of also... Not came across as in his attitude, but he had a yeah very different style, and his style was to let the players lead rather than leading from the front himself. Yeah, and I, I guess we're sort of uh, getting away from from Fremantle here, but oh, yeah, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we've spoken about it before that you know um, he, he's a guy who needs he needs senior players under him for that for that sort of uh, mentality to come, and it was a younger group coming through, but mm. um, oh well. Sort of in between, but he needs a whole crop of, of senior players, I thought. Yeah. Um, but getting back to Fremantle, um, I'll, I'll dish up one of my likes, and that is uh, Darcy Parrish. Mm-hmm. He is uh, bona fide himself as he's in genuine all Australian contention at the moment. Uh, I reckon he's he is 2021 Crichton medalist. Heard it here. Well, you didn't hear it here first. You heard it in the group chat first, but I'd put money on him already. Oh, the BNF. The BNF, yes, Daniela, the BNF. <laughs> BNF. <laughs> uh, for, for context, uh, in our group chat, Laura wrote, Parish for BNF, as in BNF. And Daniela proceeded to ask, what is a BNF? <laughs> it's like the BFG, the big friendly giant. Um, but yeah, he, he, look, and I think. Wait, um, wait, wait! For all those who don't know, it's the best and fairest. Oh, thank um, you for educating the footy watching public on that. Invaluable. <laughs> hey, you never know who's listening. That's it. Um, three three meter Peter might not watch football. I am You're, here for the average Joe. Okay. Thank you for being <laughs> average on our behalf. You got to, got to have you for some, for something. That's it exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think I mean Darcy's. I mean. Zach Merritt's flying as well, and he's probably getting uh, understated as to how good he's been, um, just given Darcy's rise. But mm. yeah, we we uh, it, it's great to see some guys who um, perhaps in a, a year or two ago we thought were good, but were never going to be superstars, mm-hmm. and now sort of really planning themselves and saying, "No, I'm I'm a I'm a genuine one of the best mids in this comp." Yeah, definitely. Um, which Actually, speaking on, on that, um, I, I did some uh, research during the week on afl.com.au going through statistics. Um, and can, can there's you one please, guy. Um, can you just please tell the listeners about your message from last night or your messages? Because that was bloody hilarious based on this <laughs> research that you did. So, yeah, I was flicking through afl.com.au statistics. I was looking forward to the next game as in Essendon North Melbourne and uh, looked at the stats and, and it gives you a preview of like season averages of all the, of all the players. Um, so I was looking through our, our, our team season averages um, and I found a few players who I was surprised at having um, some of their statistical categories. Uh, were, they were ranked in the elite category for some of their statistics. Um, and so I've mentioned in the group, and I, there was one particular player who uh, ranked an elite for two or three categories or even four that I was very surprised about. So I wrote in the group, uh, Essendon has four players who have a statistical category that's ranked as elite, 
um, <laughs> who's the fifth or you know, something along those lines. And it turns out we've actually got like seven or eight. So uh, Nick and, and Laura have written in, oh, Heppel, Hind, uh, guys who I hadn't named who were elite and I had to actually go back and, and rephrase the question. Uh, and I did that and I actually left off someone else again on the second time. So it was the third time uh, that I actually got it all the way right. So uh, probably more had to be their moment, I think, I think so. Laura. I think so. <laughs> uh, or I've just told this story poor, very poorly. But um, Will Snelling is, is ranked uh, in a few statistical categories as elite. And I just wouldn't have picked that. Um, and, and I'm just going back to my previous point that it's good to see guys who are just battling or you know B grade players who are actually say no I'm 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 in the you know in terms of the whole competition I'm in that conversation as being the best at a few certain things. Now we're saying it's not not the best small forward in the comp or in the conversation, but in terms of a pressure forward or a you know work rate or something like that. Um, He's ranked as elite and one of the best in the competition. And this is my point. It's great to see guys who probably weren't in that category a year or two ago now get themselves into those sort of categories across statistics. So, mm, I think, um, yeah, I think we're starting to show a lot more depth than what we had previously. Like we've actually had a fair amount of injuries this year and previously it would have been hard to see where that replacement was coming from, whereas now you're kind of seeing – oh, wow, how is this person going to get their spot back in the team because there's so many other people that are doing a really good job as well? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a genuine conversation as to whether Shield slides back on ball mm-hmm. um, with, with if Caldwell comes back at the same, although he obviously won't with a hamstring. Um, and and Braden Ham hasn't been setting the world on fire either, so he probably takes the spot, match but... winner. Come on. That was it. <laughs> in terms of actual decision-making, it was a terrible decision, but I was probably angry... Uh, Darcy Parrish's kick in there was was pretty average, but it, um, you know, but to, but to actually be able to have that conversation, and say, well, it's not as simple as Darcy Parrish playing a little bit more time up forward, or you know, Merritt sliding out to wing or something. Um, it's a genuine. Hey, do we look at Shield going onto the wing, or um, who, you know, whoever else is going to come back through there? Um, that they're not just going to slot like you know, it's not we're missing not missing our superstar. We. There are guys who've been given more responsibility and have taken them with two hands and showed I'm, I'm here to handle this and, and more. So 100%, um, definitely. Yeah. Danielle, yourself, any any likes from the game? Of course, of course. I have one major like. Oh, I love it. And that was um, <laughs> what? No, I'm just waiting for it. I'm just waiting. Okay, well, let me build it up because I like Tipper's goal in the fourth, fourth quarter with 12 minutes to go. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something to do with Tipper. Can, can you please tell yeah, the listeners? So over over the Instagram, I'm seeing this hashtag, <laughs> Danny meets Tipper. Can you please explain what, what the hell is this hashtag? Okay, so I'm starting and, a movement. And what are you trying to achieve here? I'm trying to meet Tipper. So I'm starting a hashtag. It's hashtag Danny meets Tipper. Have, so you, hoping... have you went into his DMs yet? No. Well, how else do you think you're going to meet him? Like, when am I going to say in his DMs, "Hey, Tipper, can I meet well, you?" Well, I mean, what you're just going to keep tagging him in your posts like that? Yep, is I'll tag you enough. Well, until he like notices, and then voila, Danny meets Tipper. Hashtag. I see what you did there. What you realize you could probably uh, roll down to an open training session and get a photo. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone can actually do it. And, and you literally don't have to go through so much effort. 
No, it's more fun this way. But also, are you are you talking about like a genuine sort of you know, like you go for coffee and, and there's a whole like plant across social media, like it's out of his sort of free time. Well, yeah, I didn't I didn't thought that far. Like what you're gonna forget that you have a partner just for five minutes. I actually think that Kai. Oh, Jesus! Like, well, no, I'm just wondering where she's going with this, like. But I actually think Kai would be like the perfect ticket to this. Like you rock up to training with Kai. Like no, 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 no. Oh, I don't, don't want, want, you don't to, want know. to know your mother. Yes, but no, because that I don't know because they always go for the kids. Like kids are easy. Well, easy obviously, you like you have to kind of use this child to your advantage. I mean, no, you know, he gets enough no. out of you. No, no, no. It's all about me. This is all about me. Hashtag Danny meets Tipper. All right. So, so his goal at the 12 minute mark of the fourth quarter fourth was your quarter. like for the game. Yep. I'm yep. oh, sorry, because fourth quarter. He kicked it. Yes, fourth quarter. Kicked it. Then it looked like it was going to miss, but then it bounced and it went through the goal. Wow. Yeah, it was a, it that was was a good That was actually snag. a really good goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's actually, it's really good. To, I think Tipper's finally. Uh, Realizing how good he can be in this competition, yeah, um, agree. I think he is. He, I think he's only behind, he's either equal or just behind Toby Green in terms of goals kicked um, for small forwards. So, and I think also he's um, finding more consistency. Like previously, he would have, um, you know, maybe had a game where he kicked a bag and then he'd go missing for a week or so, and then I feel like this year he's really um, finding some consistency and really kicking goals. Yeah, look, I, I think the um, yeah, and I think the like he would have been set up for it last year, but I think by his own admission as well, um, the COVID hub and and the COVID period lockdown period, um, wasn't the best thing for him. Um, you know, I th- he certainly strikes me as a guy who, uh, for him to get the best out of himself, you know, he needs to be at a football club, people around him. Yeah, I'm not to say he doesn't have his own initiative or you know he's not proactive or anything like that, but um. Some people just really, you know, really get the best out of themselves in, in club and team environments where they, you know, they can go somewhere, um, they know the, the rigors they've got to go through and they've got people around to support them and, and just make it more of a sort of um, an environment rather than doing things yourself. And I, th- I think everyone's probably like that as well. Mm, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's good to see him now. He's got some consistency. He, I think he was carrying some injuries from games. We never were told, but it just looked like he was sore. Yeah, he had actually there was seems, a few weeks where he looked quite sore. Yeah, whereas this year he looks, uh, touch wood, mm. um, looks to be pretty consistent in the way he's sort of pulling up and, and week to week. Mm. Um, and, and probably, a, look, a better um, strategy for entering inside forward 50 um, suits him as well because, you know, he can – not just rely. I mean, he's never going to be a pack mark player. Mm. Whereas you know, last year a lot of bombing in. Uh, whereas now he can find the ball on a lead up, or if he knows it's going to come in long and deep and high, he can get to the spots where he needs to and and, and rove the the big boys. So mm. and I wonder as well. Like I I mentioned last week about no Arazio and no Joe Danaher in the forward line, but with Arazio particularly being a small forward. Um, Maybe with him gone, Waller has a bit more opportunity and a bit more space to really take that role. Well, the thing, I mean, and we're getting off the Fremantle topic as well, but the thing with those two... <laughs> we're talking about Essendon, mate. It's a, a, a <laughs> podcast about the Essendon Football Club. No, you're right. But, like, as much as those two hurt to lose and they're, you know, going to their new clubs and, and doing quite well, um, 
we didn't really have them on the park that much anyway. Exactly right. So exactly. In reality, we didn't really have them, or we, you know, we only had him for a select few amount of games. Yeah. Um. So you know, he probably had the same amount of yeah. opportunity. Um. Uh, but you know, it's those uh, other circumstances that might have held him back, um, one way or another. So. Mm. Yeah, I think, but uh, we've probably covered the dislikes, and I don't think our fans, I think they know where our dislikes are going to come from. Yeah, uh, agree. But yeah, obviously, just the the entire game, just a scrap, an ugly affair. Scrappy there mess. was a lot of um, I've, would you call them skill errors? They were just really messy. Yeah, well, to, to Freeman's defence, they're they're, well, pardon the pun, their defence was really good, and they forced us to kick long down the line mm. and, and couldn't get a handball game going as much as we wanted to open up the ground. I also felt um, like it looked a little bit like it was wet weather footy. Like I know it was inside, but there were a lot of players falling over, losing their feet, kind of scrappy with their hands. Like it, I actually, if I didn't know better, I would have thought it was always great. been like a slippery ground. Everyone always falls over there at Marvel. Yeah, I think I think it's the nature of, um, oh, look, I don't know too much about stadium turf. Uh maintenance and and uh rolling that sort of thing but the fact that like you can pull up the turf and have like a concert on it mm. um is that what they do i actually thought that they just put something on top of it that makes sense no no i think they actually put because you see at the soccer and they bring the stands in i believe yeah. and actually pull up turf right um so I don't, I don't know if how to actually uh deepen and like roof it into the ground stuff. yeah yeah whereas i think the mcg is is just all turf if they don't rip it up they can't bring it in yeah um i think mm. i could be wrong there mm. um i feel like this but, is uh, fascinating chat <laughs> it is it is definitely a, a different sort of style of review we're sort of covering all areas but i don't think there's too much to look back on it was sure. a scrappy affair it was ugly like, i think we can move on from that one i agree um, should we take a limited, break let's take a break and we'll look forward to a pretty interesting contest against North Melbourne. Mm, definitely. On the other side of this. And we're back. The ruse. I reckon this this is uh, this is an interesting. Co- I mean, never under. I mean, we've been in that, the kangaroos position mm-hmm. how many times? Uh-huh. Um, and this is one of those games where you think you're gonna win it. See, I'm I'm like 50, you never know. I'm fifty fifty on who I'll tip because, like, up until probably three weeks ago, you would have thought it was potentially a given that the Bombers were going to win, right? But two weeks ago, they were in the third quarter looking like they were going to knock over Collingwood. And then last week, they got the win over Hawthorne. So Mm. they could be getting some momentum. And I won't say on the upwards trajectory, but it's not as um, guaranteed. It's not as guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I totally agree. Always... Fear aside, that is on the they're, they're looking or they've just had their first win, but they they're looking to get a second scalp. And also, very um, Essendon 
isn't it, to lose to a team that is well below them on the ladder. I won't say well below them because we're sitting in the bottom half too, but it's a no, very it's like Essendon to lose a game that you think that they should be guaranteed to win. So Yeah, yeah. Look, I think... Um, yeah, we probably don't have the avenue to get complacent given um, where we sit on the ladder. Mm. Also, the fact that we've got so many young guys that, um, like Frio, it's, it is a bit of a yardstick game. Um, they probably don't have as much top-end experience, um, or they do have some experienced players, Cunnington, Hall, um, and the like, Goldstein. God, I hate North um, What well, I mean, yeah, I'll get to that Sorry, point in a bookmark, sec, but bookmark on um, I think Why? this is another yardstick game in that, you know, two very young sides. It's not so much a boys to boys versus men contest. This is probably more of a boys versus boys contest. So a yardstick game for us, which should hopefully leave us in a place where we don't allow ourselves to get complacent. But like I said, um, always fear a team that's well. They're looking to get their second scalp. Mm. Um, they'll either they'll either have a, a a hangover from their win last week. Let's hope, or yeah. um, they'll be looking to go again. Let's hope, that, let's hope their hangover is just as bad as Nikki's was on Sunday. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, just about the, the whole crowd, the, the entire Essendon membership fan base. But um, Well, they're, yeah, pretty, think... um, they're pretty evenly matched according to the stats. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing to say that that we're better than them or vice versa. So Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's um, – and again, you know, they've got nothing to lose, so they're going to throw absolutely everything they they can at us. Mm. Again, another reason why I think you have to pay respect to sides like this. Oh, yeah. Um, so oh, I actually think it'll be a really interesting game. Uh, not not entirely, as you said, not entirely confident, mm. but I do back us. I do back us in this contest. I, just oh, always. Um, I think it's going to be a cracker. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, it'll either be it'll either be a, like amazing or it'll be like what we just saw versus Frio. Yeah, I think it'll it'll either be a real scrap fest, um, probably one of three ways. Either be a scrap fest, or we don't show up and they give us a clinic, mm. uh, or we give them a clinic and, and, and they don't show up. So um, I think there'll be the th- there won't sort of be a an in between. Mm. Um, I don't think it'll be an amazing contest where we see. Uh, ridiculous skill and it'll be game of the year or anything like that. Um, I think it's going to be a close one. It's going to be scrappy and a bit shit mm. uh, in my in my books. But um, going back to the the you hating North mm. Melbourne, I find that really interesting because North Melbourne hate Essendon um, historically. Mm. But why is, is this that? A scarf twirling game. No, that's West Coast. That's West Coast. Oh, uh, <laughs> I love that you're across the traditions uh, that are like, you know, the history of the Essendon Football Club. Does this one have a tradition, North Melbourne? The Marshmallow <laughs> game, actually. It's the Marshmallows. Explain. Um, it was to do with Kevin Sheedy. Um, I think he said that they were yes, soft yes, yes. like marshmallows and then he encouraged everybody Um I don't know if he did actually. I can't remember, you know, but it was definitely um, Kevin Sheedy was, yeah, basically saying that they were soft and called them marshmallows. And then I can't remember if people actually turned up to the game and were throwing marshmallows or if I'm just making that up. Um, <laughs> I could just be making it up and I'm trying to research. So talk amongst yourselves. And uh, I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, I'll no, do I do, Mum. The true origin of the marshmallow wars. 
Um, so basically, yeah. Um, so it was to do, oh, it's from way back from, well, obviously, because Kevin Chetty hasn't coached for a long time, but. Um, the late 90s. The late 90s. Yeah. So, Daniela, tell us more because I feel like you've found something. Yeah. Well, that's... So it was Kevin Sheedy, blah, blah, blah. The famous Bombers troublemaker caused major tensions between two of the best sides of the era after labelling Kangaroos executive Greg Miller and Mark Dawson marshmallows, calling them soft. He'd be a pink marshmallow Dawson, Sheedy famously stated. <laughs> Miller Miller would be a white marshmallow. That's about where I see those two softies. (laughs) So that was, yeah, that sparked the rivalry um, in the late 90s. And then, um, oh, yeah, and then in the qualifying final between, um, in 1998, between the Bombers and North Melbourne, Sheedy actually is the one that had marshmallows thrown at him. (laughs) Ah, okay. Yeah, but there right. you go. Well, there you go. There yeah, you I do, go. I do slightly recall um, hearing something about marshmallows uh, and Sheedy, but yeah, I don't even um, think you were even born. You might have been a like you know a fresh infant. Yeah, yeah, very, very junior then. Yeah, um, nineteen ninety eight. No, I think yeah to yeah to summarize, I think that rivalry does stem back from the nineties when we were two of the top sides. Yeah. Um, and but from you know we never really I, look. You know, Essendon's got so many great rivalries. Um, Essendon Collingwood, Essendon Carlton, Essendon Hawthorne. Oh, Essendon's just got good rivalries with Essendon everyone. Sydney. Um, no, the, but the reason why, like, I actually can't stand them is I feel like they're just maybe not so much now, but dirty players. Like, um, there were just so many dirty players, and they were uh, the so, shin bonus spirit. Yeah, the shin bonus spirit, and um, yeah, they like they'd be really dirty in the way that they tackled and the stuff they did off the ball and um, talking probably in the 2000s um, I just really hated them for a few years on since then Laura yeah but I can still have that deep-seated dislike for the team yeah true yeah I think that's what I mean North yeah North Melbourne the shin bonus spirit Mm. going hard and all that sort of stuff and and uh I'm yeah, trying to remember the name all that, of they're that still a, a, a flailing. Yeah, it was Glenn Archer probably. No, and no, Brady no. Rawlings and no, they were like champion players that actually embodied the shin bone spirit. But there was um, like Brent Harvey was sometimes a bit of a dirty player, but he's not the one I'm thinking of. Lindsay Thomas. Oh yeah, the old oh, uh, duck. Yes. Yeah. Um, the to duck. The original he lost duck. Four goals in that uh, uh, 2014 final. Um, yes. But yeah, no, I, yeah. That that rivalry stems back to the, well, it's as I said, it's not really a rivalry. Um, like, and as I was saying, Essendon have a lot of historic rivals, and mm-hmm. or even some more um, modern day. You know, Essendon Richmond with the dream time, and mm. um, looks like we're forming one with with Sydney and um, so forth. But I, this one, you know, we I I don't really care about North Melbourne, whereas North <laughs> Melbourne really pencil this game in and say, no, we want to beat Essendon. Essendon's a team we want to beat. It's really interesting, so, isn't it? Like I'm, the, yeah. I'm like I don't care to beat them. I just really hate them when that when they play. But yeah, it's like they really want to beat the Bombers, and it's like to be fair, both teams have been pretty shit for a long time. So whatever this rivalry is, completely made up at this in this day and age. Oh, it's definitely burnt out a little bit. But you know, back when it was you know Lloyd at one end, Kerry at the other. Oh yes, um, the Ducks. You know, and you had 
Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, it was a 2000. We came back from 10 goals down yes. at half time. Yes. Um, yeah. No, they I mean, they certainly hate us. But um, I think from a general standpoint, um, not too many Essendon fans give a, give a stuff about North Melbourne. It's any other game, really, yeah. uh, in my books. Um, it's because you were born after the well in the at the end of the nineties. That's why you missed it. At the end I of the marshmallow Nick era. G, it, it's it's uh, he'd he'd probably say the same. And a lot of other Essendon fans, I don't think it's no, nah, it's not big on the radar. Big, it's, I was not one of pencil in. You know, pencil in Anzac Day, pencil in Essendon Carlton, Essendon, Essendon Hawthorne. Yeah, it's true. It's just like another and you know what Sunday afternoon three thirty. Like no one pencils that one in really. Have we had yeah, a few oh, like afternoon games this year? We've had yeah, quite we a have, few. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but anyway, if we, if we we'll, we'll uh, maybe we'll leave the uh, the rivalry talk. The rival. What's the? Um, um, I'm forgetting words tonight, but that's all right. <laughs> but the uh, where where do we win this game? How how do we lose it? Etc. Explain. Do we win? Do we lose? What are your thoughts? We win by hitting our targets. I feel like kick we the need... ball and catching it. That's I how can't... we win. <laughs> kick, kick the ball and catching it. It's called marking. First things first. Yeah. Um, I cannot really speak about matchups because I don't really know anything about the North Melbourne players. But I feel like we need our forward line to be a bit cleaner and our entries into the forward fifty. I feel like that's where we're really. I won't say losing games, but that's our biggest weakness at the moment. I feel. Yeah, and it has been for a while, and it's probably the hardest aspect of the game is is entering inside forward fifty because uh, you know teams just love to flood back and and um, fill that space as much as they can, um, and that's the modern game now. Really, just transition and, and don't let um, or set up as best you can so that you can springboard into attack. But I, I agree. I think game style is the difference here. Um, our system versus theirs on the defensive end. Can we can we stop them from playing how they want to play? Mm-hmm. And then alternatively, can we can we do what we want to do um, when we've got the footy? Um, and, and you know, it's also they they do still have some some uh, genuine stars in that side. Um, Jai Simkin, Ben Cunnington, Aaron Hall's been on fire as as of late. Um, so I think around the ball, they 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 could they have the potential, especially with Goldstein um, still in in form. Um, they have the potential to, to smack us around a little bit around the ball. Mm. And if we can't get that going, uh, it can be a little bit hard for us to to, to take uh, dominance over games. So, Who goes up against Goldstein? That's a good question. Um, well, Phillips was comfortably beaten last week mm. by Sean Dice, at least in the second half. Yeah. Um, but I, I to what bring are, back in Nick Bryan. I was going to say what are our options. So Nick Bryan... Phillips, that's it, yeah. Two meter Peter rotating in. He got beaten yeah. as well when he was filling in for the ruck. Yeah, Pete. He's not a he's not a full time ruck. He's no. a forward. Uh, he's a full time forward, part time ruckman. Um, whereas Phillips, you full-time know, or Nick Bryan, full time ruck. Mm. Um, I don't know that you would bring in Nick Bryan against Goldstein though. Like that's a lot of experience. Um, well, it's not so much the experience, like because you want him to play against uh, experienced players. I think it's more. Um, sort of, you know, Mumford is a big, big boy. And at 19 years old, going up against a, a big, solid, barrel-chested Mumford, mm. um, you know, you can you can do some damage there. Same with Sean Darcy, who is another just man-mountain. He's a, he's a big, big boy. Um, 
I think Nick Bryan is probably more suited to a matchup with Goldstein, similar to how he was against Pitnett. Mm. Um, certainly at center bounce, I think you can get him. If it's an upper hand there, it might be around the ground is where we get hurt. Mm. Um, but in, in terms of where we're at, um, I, I don't, you know, is it a bad thing to bleed games into Nick Bryan against a good Ruckman who, you know, doesn't have as much of a size advantage that is dangerous? No, probably not. Might be, probably not. Might be so, some good experience. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like he did anything wrong against Pitnet either. Um, I do feel for Phillips um, in terms of he's always been the one. You know, he's just a a, a player that is always going to be second or, or third fiddle. And and when guys like Brian need an opportunity, Phillips has got to be the one to to put his career aside. Um, or you know. Yeah, but I wonder. I wonder so, whether, like, he knows that that's what his role is going to be. And oh, he hundred percent knows. You know, so. yeah, oh, he's, he's always been like that. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. It's, it's you know, it's part and parcel of being a ruckman. Really, mm. is it? You might not be number one, and and you might be sort of a number. Actually, I was having a good chat to, to Nick about this. Um, that you know, like in soccer, if you're the number two goalkeeper, and you know you're the number two goalkeeper, uh, you know you're going to be spending a lot of time on the bench mm. and a lot of warm ups and and not much action. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always wonder gonna... about that. I was thinking about that on the way back from the game about like um, even like a, a Zaka. Everyone knows I have a soft spot for David Zaharakis and I, I wonder how it affects like, you know, someone as they're getting towards the end of their career, how does it affect them mentally knowing they're going to be in and out and maybe not getting games or maybe being the sub? Um, does it play into mental health stuff and all of that? Oh, of course it does. Like, you know, um but, like, you know, it's going to be something that obviously, you know, to know your career's going past, mm. it might upset you that your glory days are behind you. But I think you also know that that's happening and, you, you know, the writing's on the wall. Yeah, um, you kind of realise that, you know, you've been doing this for so long and and now you're coming to the other side of it. Like, surely it wouldn't be a surprise that he's at this point now, Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I don't think Trucks sitting in his office saying, Zaka, uh, we need you to have 30 every week. It's more Zaka, I need you to guide these young boys into, into yeah, playing together sure. and, and, and helping them structure up and, and supporting them at the level. Mm, definitely. Um, Sorry, I digressed. No, that's all right. I, I actually, you know, in terms of changes, uh, which I suppose we're moving on mm. to, I would bring in Bryant personally. Mm. Um, For Phillips or. Yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. And do you think uh, that Nick Cox comes comes back in and Zaka goes out? Probably. Well, yeah, Cox. Um, well, when they Smith's supposed injured. to arrest him? Oh, yeah, they Dev were supposed Smith. to arrest him. Well, he Cox. pretty much. Yeah. Dev- up- well, he still came on though. Yeah, came on in the last quarter, um, which is probably good. So he, he does get a bit of a rest, a reduction in load. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think or Death Smith obviously goes out. I think Cox would be the one to to come in. Mm. Um, but I actually think Alec Waterman has to come into that. Oh, is he ready? He's ready. Well, he had twenty five and one, mm. one goal in the VFL on the weekend. Um, looks to be the perfect sort of replacement for uh, for Jake Stringer. What about um, Paddy the, Ambrose? I I was reading today that he had a. Huge game yes. in the VFL. Six goal two. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, and I was, I was about to get on it. Yeah. Um, it's tough to play. I, you know, we can't play Hooker, Jones, and Ambrose. Might be um, tough or, for Jones. And Ambrose. right. 
Sorry? It might be time for Jones to have a rest. Oh. Like just given how they gave like Nick Cox a rest and. No, we need him. He's good. <laughs> well, no, I think Danielle's actually got a point there. I think he is starting to build a bit of presence. He, um, yeah, he is. He, he came in the first few games. He was a sort of, uh, he was a new kid on the block, third fiddle, come in and out of games and probably got lost at games. But uh, particularly against Carlton, I thought he was he was fantastic. Um, GWS didn't have as good a game, but still just seems to be maturing into his spot. And there is a bit of a, you know, a ball goes into the forward line, a bit of a pack situation. And, you, you, you know, the crowd does start to look at him and go, oh, he's a, he's a chance to mark. And they were speaking about mm-hmm. this on the on the stash as well. So once again, credit to them for, for a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't see us playing all four, four tall forwards plus Waterman mm-hmm. and then either Tipper or Snelling or, you know, mm-hmm. a resting mid or something like that. Like, I just, nah, it doesn't work. Um, three talls. I don't think Wright, Hooker or Jones have done anything wrong to come out of the side just yet. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know. That's my, my gut feel. Uh, they might want to give Jones a rest. They might. They mm. might. Um, but against a side like this, you know, it might be a good opportunity for him to, you know, unleash. yardstick himself and, and, and unleash and, and, you know, maybe plays on, a, on an opponent that, that is around his age, which he did against Carlton and, mm. and um, towed up. So, I, yeah, I do feel for Paddy. Mm. Um but yeah, you never know. Rutten might throw a spanner in the works. We've seen uh, Ambrose tag before, or um, mm. I don't think he'll go down back again. Depending on how Laverde pulls up, he would be pretty sore from his. Uh, mm. Yeah, what was that in the end? The was Sorry, that, was that an ankle injury or like nothing in particular? Well, he returned to the game. I know he's hit in the head once, mm. um, so you, you don't know. Hopefully, it comes up okay, but. We haven't heard anything, which is mm. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly. I, I'd be surprised if Ambrose comes back in and goes forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's in a really difficult spot. <laughs> Whoever misses out, if, if someone misses out, I think it will be really stiff, but I don't see a reason to change that Yeah. Um, with how it's been working. So, mm. yeah, I think... Um, any, anyone else got some uh, – any other changes they'd make to the side or uh, I've spoken your ears off? No, no I have spoken my ears off. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've spoken, spoken your ears off. I wouldn't say no, that. You, I just don't know. don't have anything extra to add about the changes. No, I think you've uh, pretty much covered it. I think so. you've covered it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Hmm. Well, I mean, there, yeah, as we said before, there'll only be one thing as Essendon as – uh, coming here next week, and we're licking our wounds after a loss mm-hmm. that we really should have won. You know, we'll kick like four goals to sixteen or something, and let them back in the game. So, well, let's just hope next week we're here. You know, celebrating. Absolutely, I agree. And and talking about how oh, good we are. Can you and, imagine uh, watching it with um with Nikki G, Big Nick, and if like we're losing, I would not. Don't even. Can't deal. No, I do feel for um. Ash, after taking uh, care of him and, and perhaps saving him from from being six foot under with with illness. <laughs> oh, with his man flu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that then have to she'd have to put up with uh, a rampaging. Oh um, my goodness! Well, that's a home game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we'll be there. Um, 
Cool. Now we'll look forward to it. Mm, definitely. And uh, well, I think if we win, Nick G will start talking finals. To be honest, so I reckon as well. Uh, um, I'm just going to put it out there. I feel like his time on the pod might just be done. Oh, he's redundant now. We don't need him. I reckon we have the A team right here. <laughs> I don't know about the A team, but Ooh. Maddie's a pretty good host, I reckon. Maddie, I reckon. Oh, there's a mutiny. There's a mutiny. A lot sore now, I'll tell you that much. Oh, talking um, too much. Okay. <laughs> don't don't um don't start making excuses, Maddie. Like we know that you have what it takes. Back yourself in. Be like the bombers. Back yourself in. Yeah, back yourself Shoulders in, Maddie. Bit, really carried this week, haven't I? Uh, <laughs> I beg to differ. Actually, I think that the Aaron Francis hair chat was very important and a very solid contribution to the pod. Oh, that's right. Give- Shampoo sponsor. Oh yeah, got to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I look forward to our media manager um, snippeting that out and getting that on the socials. Maybe Tipper <laughs> sees it. Oh, in, yeah. In line with the right people. But um, I reckon uh, we'll uh, leave it there before we ramble on anymore. Uh, Good idea. We can wrap up what was a pretty disgusting game on Sunday. and uh, But one that we, we won, so let's Yeah, take exactly that right. On. Four points. Take the chocolates. That's and, it. And uh, we'll look this week. To take the chocolates once again and uh, take the marshmallows this week, actually. Take, take the, the marshmallows. marshmallows this week. Yep. Yep. And then hop back in the truck. That's it. Next week and uh, start talking finals with Nick G. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> like all good Essendon fans. Yeah. Ahead of ourselves. That's it. Yeah. All right. All right, team. We'll sign off from there. Thanks for listening. Oh, media manager. Oh, Do yeah. Do your job. Well, mate. I was going to, but then you were going to kind of wrapping up. So I thought, oh, maybe we'll Sorry. just leave it. But. No, so don't forget, follow us at the Father Pod on Instagram. Um, and if there's anything you'd like us to discuss, just send us a DM and, and we'll get it on the pod. Um, or f- uh, listen to us on Spotify, uh, follow us, and then you'll get alerted every time there's a new app and, or on Apple Podcasts. A new app. Oh, a new app. sorry. A new what? App. Was it app? No, no, like app, 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 but you just said like, it. Like yours from New Zealand for five seconds. Yeah. Um, and um, three metre Peter. Make your identity oh. known to us. No, no pressure. If you don't want to, that's if fine. If you want too. to remain anonymous, yeah. you do you. That's no, fine. So fair. You do you, yeah. And, um, yeah, Apple Podcasts, subscribe and give us five stars because we deserve it. 100%. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Maddie. All righty. Ciao, ciao. All right. Ciao. Go, Go Bombers. <laughs>